You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome to the podcast. I am really glad that you tuned in. You're going to be glad that you tuned in because today I have a conversation with a church member who I love, and if you know her, you love her too. I'm talking today with my friend Carolyn Fairley. So, Carolyn, thanks for being with us. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, so this all started because I was doing a devotion for the high school football team um, a couple of weeks ago. And your husband, Charles, who died a few years ago and was a dear friend to me and to most of our church, Charles loved the football team, right? So he was. Yes, he did. He was chain gang guy. He was for over about 35 years. Yeah, so he was always on the sidelines with the chains. Well, anyway, while I was in the, well, now I was at the football field house waiting on time to do devotion, I was looking up at the photographs on the wall, you know, of kids making great plays. And I was just looking at this one particular picture, and in the background, there was Charles holding the chains. And I just, <laughs> I, I remembered Charles, I thought about Charles. It made me happy, you know, just to just to remember him and honor. You and I chatted about it in the parking lot, and I said, Hey, Carolyn, I want you to talk to our church family a little bit about grief. And uh, what the church might know or might not know, right, is that maybe, I don't remember how long it was, maybe a year after Charles's passing? Not, you, not even a year. You started a grief ministry. How long was it? It was, he died in May, and the following February 13th, we started. Okay, so, and so you've been leading uh, a support group mm-hmm. for people who are going through the steps of grief right. um, for a good year, good good several years now. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we in year four? We're in year four. Well, we'll we actually, yeah, we're in four. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about grief. Okay. So I am um, I'm really interested in this because our church family, as a pastor, I watch our church family go through uh, the grief process over and over and over and over in any given year, yes. right? Yes. And because you have chosen to make a ministry of what God's led you through, I think you've learned a lot. And I think yes. you've seen a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like you're, I think God has given you some things that you can share. So I'm just going to ask a couple of questions okay. and maybe you can help me help the church. So church family, today we're going to talk about grief. Here we go. All right, Carolyn, let's talk a little bit about the first year. The first year. The first year is just what it says. It's the first, the first of everything. The first year you have without holidays, the first Going back to church, the first birthdays, anything, it's it's always the first without the one that that you love. So what would you tell somebody in our church family who they're about to go through Thanksgiving and Christmas and maybe anniversaries and birthday for the first time this year? And they are where you were several years ago. What what can you tell them? Well, try to make it as normal as you can. Not only for yourself, but for your family. Go through whatever you did. If you had family get-togethers, have them. And uh, don't be afraid to mention the one that's not there. Uh, Because that happened with me. Our first Thanksgiving without Charles. And because my family was so afraid that I was going to be upset, they didn't mention his name. And that hurt my feelings. I bet. And so the next day, I mentioned it to to Amy, 
And she said, well, Mama, we were just so afraid we would upset you, so we didn't. So from then on, every holiday, I made it a special point to have something special for Charles and to make it fun. Yeah. You know, I think it's so awkward for people to figure out how to honor yes. a person that they love who's passed on, but not uh, not hurt everybody's feelings. We're so paralyzed. Right. And I think too much. Mm-hmm. I remember um, a few years ago, this is just some counsel that God, I guess, you know, shared with me that it was useful. I was in a conversation with um, with a dad who had lost a son, young son to a drug overdose. Um, great kid, just was in a tough season and lost his battle the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so as this dad and I were talking about his grief, I'd been to the funeral and, you know, we were just reflecting on that. And I was checking on the dad and, you know, the dad said, well, um, you know, one of the things I'm really worried about is we've got his birthday coming up. You know, this will be his first birthday without him and I don't know what to do. And uh, I'm really dreading it. And I hate to say that I dread his birthday. And so I don't know, you know, right or wrong, sort of what I thought the Lord put in my mind that I shared with him. And as I said, well, listen, here's my advice. Okay. Celebrate his birthday. Yeah. Be sad, be sad about his passing any day you want to and every day that you want to. But on his birthday, don't forget that the point of a birthday is to celebrate life the day he was born. And you may not have had him long enough, but in the 20 some years you had him, there was plenty to celebrate. And so on his birthday, why don't you get together with a couple of people that you love, get a birthday cake and honor him. Like you may not have to go over the top of the birthday cake, but don't be afraid to say that it was his birthday and I loved him and celebrate right. him and honor him and find little ways to celebrate his life and give God thanks for his life. In other words, I know that grief will cast a shadow on the day, but don't let grief own the day. That would be part of healing. Yeah. you know, And, and the celebration to me is part of healing and in, Grief is just something that you deal with once you've lost someone. It's an everyday thing. But uh, celebrating different things because of them will be part of healing and grief. So uh, you were working at the church for some of this time. You were one of our team members here um, for several years. So I remember talking to you um, in the third year. Yes, and I was just, you know, stopped by your office and I was just chatting with you and I said, how are you doing? And we were talking about Charles a little bit. Um, and, and because I've loved Charles, I've never had a problem talking with you about Charles. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never, yes. I've never been concerned to do that. And so you told me something that surprised, surprised me. You said the third, was the third year the hard? The third year was the hardest for me. That. That kind of blew me away because I was expecting you to say the first year was the hardest, the second was a little better, the third was a little better. But for you, it was like the first was really hard, the second was better, the third was worse. To me, the first was not as hard as the second and third. Wow, okay. Uh, I think I was more in acceptance my first year because of what he went through. Right. Uh, I was happy that he was with with God in heaven, you know, and he was no not ailing anymore. He was not hurting, and, and he was all well. But uh, the depression set in with me that year. And there's different stages of grief. And, and just because you go through it one time does not mean you won't go through it again. And uh, that depression hit me real bad the third year. So... 
that was a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. And I say that intentionally because if somebody's listening to the podcast today who just finished up their first year of grief, I, I wanted them, I guess, to have a little bit of a warning, right? So right. they don't feel like they're abnormal or that they're doing something wrong if they look up a year from now, two years from now, and find that the pain of grief comes back over them in a strong way. Exactly. Uh, when I went to a grief group the, right after Charles died, uh, somebody said that the first year is really hard, and they later said, well, I hate to put it to you like this, but your second year is going to be even harder, and probably your third too. And that stuck with me. And I didn't think too much about it my second year, but the third year was what really hit me bad. So maybe it was good that you had at least a little bit of a warning. Yes. And I try to tell people that come into our groups and and that comes up about being hard. And we've had them, I've had them to say, you were right. So, Carolyn, um, is there a right and a wrong way to grieve? I mean, I'm sure there are some things you can do that make it worse, right? But I think everybody everybody wants to do a good job of everything we go through in our life, and then you go through the pain of grief, and nobody knows how to do it. Or at least nobody knows how to do it, you know, perfectly. I, I remember uh, learning about the, gr- the stages of grief or the grief cycle, but also, you know, where you, you go through this period of denial and then, you know, anger at God and then bargaining and, you know, and then eventually begin to accept reality and readjust to the new reality and, and reinvest your life, you know, in meaningful ways. So, I mean, I've, I've learned the stages of grief, but I've also learned that you can go back into back through that whole process yes. like a roller coaster comes back around, back around. And I'm wondering, you know. Is there a right and a wrong way to grieve? I'm sure that it's not 100%, right? But I bet that there are some things that you can do that make that process healthier. For example, when you feel anger, instead of just burying it, explore it. Why are you angry? Talk to God about it. You know, come out, you know, just don't, you know, don't cover it up. Um, You know, I guess a few more examples, you know, is to don't feel like you can't bring it up. You know, don't feel like there's anything wrong with you. Don't try to bury it and hide it and push on too fast or whatever. So I'm sure there are some right things and some wrong things. Although I I bet there's not a perfect route, you know, through it. In fact, the way I say it to people is, you know, if you're going to go through the grief process, still allow Jesus to be the good shepherd. Yeah. Let him lead you through every stage. But for you, what has been the most helpful thing in the grief process? The most helpful thing for me was to get out and do something for someone else. To get out and start this group. This has been awesome for me. And I know it's helped a lot of other people too. We don't just, we're there for each other. We talk about what hurts. We talk about the good times. We laugh, we cry together. Uh, and it's good to have those times. And I know you can do that with your family members and all, but sometimes when you get in a group that's not really family, but when you walk into that group, you may not know anybody there, but when you leave, you know you're there with friends. You know you've met some friends tonight that know exactly how you feel and are willing to listen to you when you need to be listened to. Uh, We all cry together. We laugh together. Uh, you know, we just help one another. Well, I love what you're doing in your group. 
I think for people to have a safe place to process and talk and think and listen, I think that's awesome. And I know that for some people, that first week, that first month, maybe in the first two or three months of their grief might not be the right time. They might not be ready to talk yet. Right. They're not ready to talk to strangers. Let's put it like that. Okay. Uh, because it's just not easy. You're, you're afraid that they won't understand. You're afraid of what they may thinking be thinking about you. But um, hopefully... And eventually people will come to the to understand that, hey, grief groups are, are good places. So I guess what I would say to our church family then is, if you have gone through grief, as soon as you're ready to talk, join the group. Get in there right. and, and meet some friends who have been taught by Jesus how to walk through this road and let each of your journeys encourage the other ones. Yes. Hey, Carolyn, I think we've got some more things to say about grief, but what I'd like to do is I'd like to wrap up this episode of the podcast. And if you'll come back, I'd love to have you back to talk about how we can minister to people better. So thank you very much for sharing your story with us. Well, thank you.